0: experiences and opportunities etc but I'm not going to say too much because you'll find out later on in the podcast so Rochelle if you can
1: you haven't given our our primary school enough props there Julia (laughs) I don't think you have you just skimmed over it which primary school did we go to
0: yeah it it was green school
1: (laughs) it was green school yeah
0: Welcome to the Do Token podcast. Rochelle, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast, on the Do Token podcast.
1: It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you.
0: Rochelle is one of my friends that I made through primary school. That's where we met and known each other since primary school. So that's obviously how we connected. So yeah, throughout this podcast, you would see how nice Rochelle is and she's going to share her you know experiences and opportunities etc but I'm not going to say too much because you'll find out later on in the podcast so Rochelle if you can
1: you haven't given our our primary school enough props there Julia I don't think you have you just skimmed over it which primary school did we go to
0: it was green school (laughs) it was green school yeah yeah it was green school yeah yeah it was green school but they've changed the name now isn't it of the primary school now
1: or something like that.
0: Yeah, it's, isn't it like I, th- I think it's Holy Trinity now, isn't it? Oh,
1: um, is it? Holy oh, Trinity.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay, Rochelle, if you could introduce yourself and tell the audience what you do for a living.
1: Okay, so my name is Rochelle, as Julius has said. Um, I work in primary schools and with young people, um, particularly at the moment with SEN children. Um, I work on behavioural management and learning development. I've been working with children since I was 18. And uh, yeah, I've worked with youth as well. But at the moment, it is particularly with primary school children. Um, I have worked with Hillingdon as well, inside primary schools as well. Uh, delivering workshops to do with self-esteem and confidence.
0: Okay, that's fantastic. That's really, really good and inspiring. We come to the part of the Jew Token story. So Rochelle, is there a story, an opportunity or a great experience that you like to share?
1: Okay, so um, we have spoken about this. I'm going to say, for me, it wasn't necessarily... Any um, one experience that's stood out, or any one particular event that marked this for me, but um, it's more of a journey, more of a process for me. Mm. Um, there were definitely stages in my life that gave me a kick in the backside, mm. where I, I hadn't necessarily made the choice to do certain things, but uh, it stared me in that direction and for me it's just focusing on my own personal growth getting to know myself getting to love myself understanding what i need and what i enjoy in life and where i want to be in life as opposed to focusing on the external um i'm definitely going to say for me there were two there there were two things that have happened in my life. So I said there was no particular event, but um yeah there were two changes that happened in my life. Mm. Um neither one of them were by a choice. And the first one was moving from my hometown um Tottenham to Uxbridge. Uh that happened when I was 20 ooh, actually 20, yeah. <laughs> when I was 20 years old. Mm. And um that for me definitely Encouraged me to look inwards. I had to detach from something that I considered to be home, mm. and you know, the, j- just being there, knowing that ke- having that community there. Everybody knows each other, and those who don't know each other, you know that that person might know your parents or your cousin or your brother, your sister, your friend. You know, every everyone is somehow interlinked, right, mm-hmm. and. Moving from that, what I knew, to up here, um, you know, those of you who've been to Oxford will know it's, it's, for one, it's very different from Tottenham, and two, uh, for me personally, I didn't know anybody when I moved up there, mm-hmm. um, you know. So that definitely pushed me <laughs> to to sort of separate myself from from what I had known to be my identity I guess Mm. and look within instead of outwards Um, Mm. started from then and I would do stuff you know I I would read certain books and I would uh, do little programs that I would see um, online courses and stuff to do with self-love and that and uh, yeah it really helped and Also, during lockdown, I would say that that's what helped me to look inwards as well. Mm. Um, I would recommend it to a lot of people (laughs) to to look at themselves and be a bit more reflective because Mm. particularly during these times where uh, a lot of people are so focused on social media and getting the approval of, their friends and that and sh- complete strangers from social media social media can be a good thing when it's being used productively like for example what you're doing and many other people do as well but um, unfortunately some people for some people that becomes their identity that becomes their re- reality um, you know so, yeah, I'm gonna say for me, it's definitely taking that time out, taking that time out to treat yourself, stepping out of your comfort zone, challenging yourself, mm. you know um doing things that you wouldn't that you wouldn't normally do, that you wouldn't associate that you know you wouldn't have really have associated with obviously positive things, yeah, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say that's that's what it was for me. It, at the moment, it's it's not done me. It's not done me any harm at all. Yeah, I've had a few uncomfortable um, moments, mm. but that's what happens when you step out of your comfort zone. And all of those uncomfortable moments were a learning opportunity for me. Um, I've had to leave behind certain behaviours that I became attached to, and those were toxic, toxic behaviours. Um, I've had to let go of toxic relationships. And when I say that, I'm not just speaking about uh, man and woman relationships. I'm speaking about relationships, as in friendships, relationships with certain family members, um, you know, just letting go of that because it doesn't serve where I'm looking, it doesn't serve me in where I'm looking to be in the next few years. And it's just not in alignment with that. So, yeah, that that was probably one of the most difficult <laughs> parts for me. But um yeah, I still think to this day that it's probably the best thing that I've done for myself. Yeah. Okay. All right,
0: cool. No, that's a powerful story. Like, I'm not just saying that. That is a really, really good story. And what I've taken from that is sometimes like you gotta you have to it takes moving out of a specific area to sort of find yourself. Like sometimes when you make that move to move to a different location, or a different area, it could even be a different country. Like you find sort of like a new lease of life, which is really, yeah. really good. I agree on the uh, the social media thing. Like there's a lot of people out there that seem to base or find validation in terms of the amount of likes they have on social media. Like for example Instagram which is quite sad because I just feel like they're loved anyway but they just need is it's interesting because they need that sort of approval from like you were saying strangers to say you know just to click a like button to you know to say that they're right when they should know within themselves they are but yeah so no that that's a couple of things that I've taken from that and yeah that is going to benefit someone out there (laughs) Michelle so that was really 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 good what are your plans for the future where do you see yourself in like five years time
1: okay so in five years time I see myself working in schools but not not where I am now like actually working in the school but working within schools like delivering workshops mm. um in primary schools to do with mindfulness I think this is important because um in primary school because a lot of uh behavioral issues are connected to to them just being unbalanced and you know especially with this where we are now it's very different now to how it was when we were younger mm. feel like person saying that but it is is very different and um you know the connections that we have with people are different i think they're very fleeting very fragile and that and everything to me now seems very fragile just like one minute it can be there the next minute it can be gone and i think it's important that our young children learn how to ground themselves and not associate so much with the external and more with themselves you know mm. um for some people this is found in religion and that's great but not everybody not every religion isn't a part of everybody's life yeah. you know there's some people who are not religious and um yeah i just i think that's important i think mindfulness should be a part of the national curriculum <laughs> if i'm honest with you in huh? in primary schools um yeah. you've got children that are suffering from addiction and when I say that I don't mean addiction to substances I mean to social media to Mm. game consoles to their phones what are they doing with phones in primary school please yeah and then in secondary schools and colleges I would like to roll out uh, workshops focusing on addiction Mm. and it's sort of going to be the same concept as the mindfulness one but obviously where these people are more older, they're more up in age and they have more of an understanding. I guess it's more appropriate um, to do it as mindfulness in primary school and with the older people to say call it what it is, is you know, addictions. Um yeah, that's where I see myself in five years' time. I do want to I do want to study psychology because I think a lot of what I know is based on my personal experience and my experience with other people. But in terms of facts and, you know, the 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 psychological side of stuff, yeah, I would definitely like to um, study that at some point.
0: Okay, no, that's really, really good. And, like, with mindfulness, do you reckon that, is it's sort of similar to like ment it's, it's pretty much the same thing in it mental health mindfulness in terms of con- in in that connection and stuff like that because there's a charity called mind isn't there
1: yeah there is
0: yeah yeah so it's just it's just like I just it's just fantastic that we have like yourself like get, wanting to get into that you know in terms of mindfulness because I think like you said like there's people struggling. It doesn't have to be in connection with um I don't know, and it, it doesn't have to be an alcoholic. It doesn't have to be someone that's addicted to nicotine or smoking or something. But there's other sort of addictions that people get involved in that they can't get out of. So yeah, and it could be like they're not their upbringings affecting them as well. So to have sh- workshops in schools like that will be that's just gonna like impact people's lives you know it can make us like a difference as well and especially these this day and age as well like so much things is going on out there so yeah no I agree that's good that's really good
1: sorry two things I wanted to to get back to you on that the first one where you said um mindfulness is like mental health I do agree with that but I think it's a combination of mental health and spirituality spirituality as well Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Because there's mental health. I guess you can see that under some some. There's some scans that can <laughs> um, scan your brain, and you can see like the activity isn't normal. The function there isn't right. Something's off, mm. right? Mm. Um, and I think mental health as well. It's a lot of the time is treated with medication, etc. Mm. Uh, spirituality. Is different, but mm. it affects your mental health. I think that's the part it affects first, mm. right? You're not, if you're not in the right place spiritually, then I do believe your mental health is going to be affected. If it's not, I think it's very vulnerable. Mm. Um, second thing I wanted to say as well exactly what you said there it doesn't have to be about um alcohol or nicotine, where substance abuse is a big. And probably the most obvious sign of addiction, it's one of the the um, of most obvious ways to, to spot it, I guess, for mm. people to say, right, this person's addicted because they're addicted to a substance. Um, I actually want to remove that that stigma from the word addiction. Mm. I want to remove that stigma from it because the minute you say addiction, people do assume it's to do with substances. You know, they immediately associate that word with you know John who sits on the bench and drinks all day or whoever you know who they see you know the local cats and whatnot <laughs> but um yeah I want people to actually realize that actually no, that's a symptom mm. that's a symptom of addiction addiction is present way before a substance is picked up and it plays out in many different ways and I think the you know the sooner people remove that sort of um stigma attached to addiction the sooner they remove that and um acknowledge addiction before it gets to that point the better, the better and that's my aim really in okay. a long time
0: all right no that's really good that's really good like hats off to you for doing that okay cool so uh Rochelle I know that you would like to promote something so give it to them you know tell them what you like to promote.
1: I want to promote a friend of mine's um, her name is Princess she has a radio show that's on Empire Radio um, mm. every Sunday from 11 to 12. Uh, yeah tune in it's awesome.
0: Okay cool there you go. Like on that note, so like if you want to come on the Due Token podcast, if you if you have something to promote, like I'm giving you the platform to promote it. So, like Rochelle said, if you're interested, you know of uh, plugging into the um her friend's radio show, then do it. (laughs) All right, cool. Um, Rochelle, so we've come to the point of the podcast called the Due Token Vote. So this is where if you have something that irritates you that if you had the power you to lock it away basically forever what just tell the audience what it is like basically what you would like to lock away in the road that irritates you <laughs> Actually,
1: there's many things many 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 things that irritate me there's like a shock the, of thing, this. <laughs> the thing that irritates me the thing that stands out for me is definitely um, arrogance understand it that's something that yeah that's something that I really it repels me mm. and uh yeah I don't like I don't like seeing it I think a lot of a lot of other things will be so people weren't so arrogant yeah I
0: agree and like I'm not gonna name any names, but I've met a few arrogant people in secondary school is yeah, it's not like the vibe around them is not great, to be honest. <laughs> like I I don't like arrogance at all. So you can't
1: teach you can't to me if somebody's arrogant and a self proclaimed, like just like proud of it as you you can't help you can't help that, can you? Because I think the reason why that it is that for me is because I definitely believe in change. I believe everyone can change and grow and et cetera and learn. But when somebody's arrogant mm. and unwilling, it's just, just there's just no hope, is there? And yeah. yeah, they don't want to change.
0: Yeah, I try. I try and stay clear of people that are arrogant, man. Because I, j- I just like you know, if they're arrogant, like if I see that sign, I'm just like. You know, I'm going, like, I don't even in- interact. But yeah, but no, like you said, yeah, everyone can change, of course, like, you know, for the better, like, it's so simple to change, like, your characteristics for better, from from worse to better. I can't remember the exact saying, so I'm just going to say from worse to worse. As long as it makes sense, Julius, it's
1: fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. If it didn't make sense, then, yeah, <laughs> it'll be awkward. All right, cool, cool. All right, so I think we'll leave it there. Rochelle, it's a pleasure to have you on, to be honest. And you shared some really good experiences and a story, a powerful story that will definitely touch someone out there's heart. So it's been really great to have you on on the Due Token podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as well.
1: I did. Thank you for having me
0: yeah yeah no no worries no worries and yeah and um people stay tuned for the next one.